Yo, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Ho, so, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> a little late on that. Happy you guys are here with us in 2020. Welcome to another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two New Year gabies, talk about <laughs> movies, music, and TV or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. On today's show, we'll be counting down our top 10 favorite movies Ooh. and our top 5 albums of 2019. And stay tuned as we play Six Degrees of Separation and our Fact of the Week. Woo woo! So it's been a huge year in 2019 for movies and music. From anything between Captain Marvel and Star Wars. We've watched a total of 25 movies. And we want to share with you guys our top 10. Yeah, we did actual rankings. Uh, Before we did our rankings, we decided last night and today to pick one more movie from this past year that we missed to to watch. Uh, I chose uh, Happy Death Day to You. And you chose... uh, Alita Battle Angel. And I don't think it made a difference on either of our lists. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It did not. Not one bit. So... (laughs) Let's get right into our top 10. Number 10 for you. What is it? My number 10 uh, movie of 2019 is Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Oh, okay. Lighthouse made your top 10? Yeah. It starred uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and it was directed by the guy who did The Witch. Oh, sweet. I didn't know we were going to have little information about it. No, I'm just adding stuff, you know. Oh, okay. To talk about, all right, Lighthouse for me, I'm not, it's, it's not on my top 10. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, my number 10, straight, straight away. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Dark Phoenix, X-Men. No way. It made my top 10. Awesome. It wasn't perfect, uh, but I liked it. I feel like a lot of X-Men fans will never get what they're looking for because... I don't think they know what they're looking for in a movie version of this story. So I, I liked it better than, than what they did in, the, in was it The Last Stand? No, uh, The Last Stand. Apocalypse? Or, no. Oh, The Dark Phoenix. Yeah, uh, The Last Stand. Um, and it was entertaining. You know, not quite how I would have liked to have seen the Fox X-Men end, but I liked it. I think with uh, Dark Phoenix or specifically the story... Of Dark Phoenix uh, or X Men in general, is that for X Men, I don't think it, it belongs in the movies. I think it belongs in television because it's such a lar- long story it, arc. It's a complex and it's more story driven than than anything. I understand. Um, and yeah, they they have their actions and stuff. I feel bad because they didn't even make my top 10. <laughs> uh, I liked The Lighthouse at the beginning. I kind of didn't like it because it left me confused. But after thinking about it after the movie and what it meant and reading about it, I kind of learned to like it. And there that we go. That probably would have made my bottom of the year, oh if I'm going to be honest. No. I was going to make a, uh, at least a top three worst movies for me, but nah. I didn't want to complicate. Why go through all that? Uh, number nine for me, Ready or Not, 
Here I come. You, you can't, can't hide. hide. I'm gonna find you and make you want to. Sorry, got carried away. Sounds familiar. Uh, I I like the movie. It was it was original. Um, it had science fiction in it, but it wasn't overwhelmed with science fiction. Like you kind, of, it was kind of a. Is there? Isn't there a science fiction type thing? Yeah. Um, and it was fun. Whoever the actress is, do you remember her name? No. <laughs> it, it was, it, but it, it was not Margot Robbie. No, as it we wasn't. originally thought. But it was fun. And, uh, oh my gosh, what's the older actress's name? Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell's yes. fantastic. So I think she, she sold it for me as well. It was uh, a fun movie. My number nine m- movie of 2019 is also Ready or Not. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I liked it. It was... Uh, cool scary slash humor for me i think the humor as well sold it for me or made me like it because it wasn't so dramatic or scary or you know heart pounding non-stop it was like it was fun it was like it was, it was tongue, a fun tongue in cheek yeah. yeah and we reviewed that movie or we, we talked it, about I think it. it was literally the first movie we reviewed on our podcast uh the first one was lion king no the first one was ready or not Really? Yep. Okay. Well, check that out. I remember. So my top, (laughs) (laughs) my top eight, uh, or my eighth would be Detective Pikachu. Oh, okay. Uh, I like what they did with the world of Pokemon. Um, I think it was really smart to not do it exactly from, uh, the lore of the games or the TV show with ass. Ass. (laughs) (laughs) Ass. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of something else. With Ash Ketchum and Pikachu, it was like this totally different world, um, which I liked. And the plot twist that Ryan Reynolds was the dude's dad at the end. I like that twist. Uh, that was that was pretty cool. It, I think it it cemented what Pokemon, if there's any other future movie, should be. It was really cool. I, I wasn't that into Pokemon. I was like on the out outskirts, but I may have rented one or two of the N sixty four games, so I knew like the little Pokemon characters. So it was cool to see them on the big screen. Uh, and I and I really liked the twist as well. With uh, with spoiler Ryan alert, Ryan Reynolds. Spoiler alert. Uh, was the father, and he was Pikachu the whole time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, my number eight, uh, Knives Out. What? No way. Knives Out was my number eight. Really fun movie. I really liked the the mystery. I really liked that they they didn't try and insult the audience by by having like some weird ass twist at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you could have if you were paying attention, you could have figured it out, which you don't see a lot. A lot in these types of movies these days, and maybe that's what they did that on purpose because people maybe were going into it thinking uh, they wouldn't do that. I guess so. It wouldn't be something, and it was. Uh, but I, I liked it a lot, and it, I, I definitely want to uh, watch it again. Sweet, I liked the movie a lot, very much so. Uh, we're gonna go to number seven. So my number seven. Uh, is dun, 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 another comic book movie, Avengers Endgame. Uh, this was 
a fun movie, and I think it was a pretty good ending to the story of two of the two of the main characters of the series. Um, and it was a good conclusion to uh, to whatever the first one was. The first part was what was the name of Infinity it? War. Infinity War, and it kept me on on the edge of my seat, and uh, the whole six years passing thing and everyone coming back is kind of a mind effort. I'm not too thrilled about that. And that might be why another another comic book movie didn't make my top ten list. Yeah. Uh, but I liked it. Um, I thought it was a really good conclusion. And the ending... Uh, was I crying? I don't think I cried for that one. I might have. We'll see. I don't know. What was your number seven? Uh, ten, nine, eight, seven. My number seven was uh, Knives Out. Knives out. Woohoo. I really I really liked it. It was a fun modern version of Clue. Yeah. Um I liked the twist and I liked the the human compa- or the human aspect of it of what a person should do in a task that involves money <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, and you know how good you have to be for yourself and or for other people um and what's her name diarmis anna diarmis yeah i think she she has she a was fan for life for an me amazing now. amazing She's actress fantastic there. she was fantastic uh she kind of reminded me a little bit of a young eliza Jushku. yes yes um all right go ahead uh number, number six. six i am going to uh, go with Avengers Endgame. Okay, we're flipping stuff around, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Avengers Endgame for me was, it was a very big and ambitious film. Uh, the saga was very, very long and in a way it was very intelligently thought out. Yeah. I, um, I didn't add, I like, I, I liked the whole time, time jump. They had a lot of fun with that. That's not the time back to the future type thing. Yeah, and the closure that it gives to the saga or the Infinity Saga, uh it's bittersweet because it's just going to skyrocket from here that whole universe. I really hope that in the future we see we still see Gwyneth Paltrow as Iron Woman. I think so. I mean, there is very small rumors that an all-female Avengers uh is being is being thought about. Is there something uh, like that in the Marvel Universe? Like they have Birds of Prey in DC? Yes. Yeah. Is there like... Squirrel a, Girl is in it. Is there a name for it? Um, Frack. Frack? Uh, no. <laughs> you never saw Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Why are you cursing like a nerd? Uh, it starts with uh, the letter A for some reason. I just can't think about it right now. All right. We'll look that up and get back to you in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was number six. Yes, my number six is the third and highest ranking comic book movie for me this year, which didn't quite crack the top five, but it was still amazing. Um, Joker. Joker. All right. Joker kicked my ass. The the reason why it didn't go higher was it kind of made me uncomfortable, like kind of delving into, uh. What do you call it? Schizophrenia. Schizophrenia and... It, and mental it, disorder in general. 
Yeah, it, it it was entertaining, but it wasn't, like I said, it just made me uncomfortable, I guess. So it, it's a fantastic movie to watch once, but I don't even think I, I really want to watch it again anytime soon. What a, um, so that was, you already did number six, right? Yeah. All right, so number five for me, uh, After the Wedding. No way. Fantastic movie. Uh, I... Wanted to see this in the theater. I kind of wish we did, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. We had a, a good time watching it that 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 day. And I'm really surprised it's up there. It's uh, your top five. It's yeah, number five with a bullet. It's in my top five. Uh, and it was just like there was no action, but Such it was like literally the a, edge a of your fantastic seat movie. the whole time, and just amazing performances by. All four of the leads, uh, Michelle Williams, Julianne Moore, Billy Cudrup, and uh, the daughter. The daughter. Oh. Uh, Abby Quinn. Uh, <laughs> all right, number five for you. Number five for me is going to be Maleficent 2. Really? Yeah. Okay. I liked it. It was kind of like an original, but not. Not really, because it's about, you know, Sleeping Beauty and that lore. But I really liked uh, the fluidity of the of the film. I liked the political aspect about it as well. Um, Angelina Jolie was nonstop great. Michelle Pfeiffer was amazing in it as well, playing a baddie. I think she's good at it, at playing a baddie. Um, both women were, were just amazing. And I and I like the story. It kept it kept me engaged throughout. So, she was good in um, in the Orient Murder on the Oriental Express. We oh saw my that, right? God! Yes, we saw that. I love. We that watched movie. it side by side on a plane. Yes, <laughs> like on our two different screens. It was good. It was really um, good. And they're they're I think doing a sequel with the same detective. So they're going to continue on. Oh with, no way! Uh, I like that with with that actor from Harry Potter. I forget his name. Daniel Radcliffe? Uh, no, he was the teacher in the second one that all the girls kind of fell in love with. And he oh, Gildry Lockroy. That's the guy who directed Thor as well. He directed... Uh, no, what did he direct? I can't remember. He was in My Week with Marilyn. I cannot remember his name. But it, does, it doesn't matter. We're getting off track. Yeah. All right, so that was your number five? Uh, you? Yes, that was my number five. Okay, so moving... Are you done... Yeah. Okay. Number four. You. Oh, my number four is Joker. Joker. I thought uh, with all the talk about it being in the Batman universe, I'm glad that it didn't focus on that. I'm glad. I, I think as I as the episode that we reviewed it previous, that it, it the, this is a great movie to be in a in a school to be taught about mental disorder. I would uh, say like a university, not a high school. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. A yeah. university to be studied. Or, I agree. You know, or to do a thesis about it. It's such a raw, uh, movie about, about sinking into madness, basically. into madness. Yeah. And I think Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing, amazing job. I'm glad the WB gave the director and the writer, the freedom that they, they needed to make a movie like this and Hollywood, please take more chances of these types of film. Not, not like the psychological madness about it, but 
in in other aspects um because these are stories that need to be told and superheroes are human as well they have human aspect it's not always like saving the world and that's it we're done and the only issue that we have is drama within the team blah 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 you know it's it's much more than that uh so that's why it's in my top four and i know this is never going to happen but i would like to see this Joaquin Phoenix and Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Oh, yeah. Well, me, never say never. Mm-hmm. Never, ever say ever. Never, because we never would have thought that, that Spider-Man would have been crossing over to to the Marvel Universe. And now um, with X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, so my number four, Aladdin. Aladdin? <laughs> Aladdin made my top four. Awesome. Um, It's literally... uh. I guess it, it's my favorite Disney movie from childhood. Um, it's just fun. Robin Williams was amazing in the original. And I think it was a good rendition. There's enough different about it that kept me engaged. I think Guy Ritchie did an amazing job. The cast is all but one white. And the white guy got the spinoff series. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no. not, Nassim Padrad is amazing. Uh, the actor and actress that played Aladdin. I can't remember their names at the moment is amazing will smith is bearable uh the actor that that looks like joaquin phoenix the plays her father yeah he's pretty funny mm-hmm. i liked it uh, a lot for its subtle differences and for keeping you know keeping me engaged by by not changing you know too much i, I liked it more than a lot more than i thought i would i was going in it with the bar very low because i really don't like will smith at all um, oh really? You haven't mentioned that? No, not not at all. If you guys haven't <laughs> noticed or haven't listened to the podcast, I don't like Will Smith and other actors that were in there. But anyways, um, yeah. What other actor in, in Aladdin you didn't you didn't like? or just in my I, my I don't like actors oh, oh, uh, list? There's several. All right. Um, moving on, number three for me uh, was one of the first movies we saw this year, uh, Glass. Really? I thought it was a fantastic ending to the trilogy. I didn't realize when I was seeing Unbreakable that it was going to be this insane trilogy with Split. Uh, I mean, did it focus as much on Glass as the title would have suggested? No, I think it was more of a, a Split Unbreakable sequel. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was a good ending, and... It, it's not considered a comic book movie, even though there's superheroes in it. Uh, it's very... M. Night Shyamalan, I think, is back. And I am here for it. You? Am I? My next is my number three. Well, you can talk about Glass if you want, or talk about your number three. Uh, it is Glass, number three. What? <laughs> yeah. That's I, well, Since The Village, I loved M. Night. Um... I feel so bad about Avatar because that was a movie that me and Alfie, my brother, were really looking forward to because we we watched that show together. Um, and you weren't loving the movie? It was absolutely disgusting. Okay. Uh, it was super rushed. Let's just yeah. start off with that. Um, and that's not always the director's fault. Well, yeah, I guess I guess not. But let's see what, what they do with, with it in Netflix because it got picked up. 
Well, Netflix has a pretty good track record. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give they give directors freedom and they give them enough time uh, to do what they need to do. Uh, so I didn't I, I forgot that Netflix was doing that, but I'm down. Uh, yeah. Um, Anything else about Glass? It, James McAvoy is brilliant. Bruce Willis is awesome, and Samuel L. Jackson is badass. Sarah but, Paulson mm-hmm. was fucking phenomenal. It was a great, great cast. Anya Taylor Joy was there, although not that much, but she's awesome. Um, I know we haven't talked about, uh, we don't have anything to talk about in quick news today because we're doing this countdown, but now to mention about Anya Taylor to- uh, Joy, uh, the New Mutants uh, trailer might pop out in sometime in January. All right, I'll believe it when I see it. It's been five years. Well, Since Josh it was originally supposed to premiere. Josh Boone tweeted it. Someone tweeted at him saying, "Hey, are we going to get a new trailer?" And he said, "Soon, January." So I'm thrilled about that. The whole New Mutants fan club is thrilled about that. Hopefully, we get to see it soon. I just don't think it's going to be theatrically released. I feel like it's going to be released either in Hulu, uh, maybe Disney Plus, but at least we're getting it, guys. Yeah, eventually. All right, your number two. Uh, my number two movie is Midsommar. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, it's smart. It's visually stunning. It's it's a very very amazing movie. Uh, the director did an awesome job. Uh, Florence Pugh, we need more Florence Pugh in the movies. She's awesome. She plays uh, Black Widow's sister in the mm-hmm. new Black Widow movie. Yeah. Uh, she was phenomenal in this film. Midsummer is a movie about a woman who needs to make a really tough choice at the end. And sometimes by making that choice, you have to let it all go. Let it all go. Yeah, it it was visually stunning, and uh, and the the two lead characters, the two actors, were excuse me, amazing in it. Just the subtle acting. It <coughs> uh, didn't me. exactly make my top five li- or ten list. Honorable mention, mention. <laughs> but I can appreciate the good acting. I can appreciate an original story. I can appreciate. Uh, the cinematography, the visuals, the uh, uh, that one scene, I think we mentioned it, where that she was just breathing in and out her oh pain. Oh my god, that was beautiful. Um, and of course the flower dress. Uh, I, I, I don't hate you for, for putting it in your top three. Was that was three? No, that was two. That was, oh. Alright, so I'm up to two. Are you, unless you have anything else to say about it. No, check it out. Summer? Yeah, it's a long movie. It, there's no action in it. It's just a psychological uh, a film. Yeah. Um, all right, my number two uh, was Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. No way. Loved it. Well, loved it with a lot of questions, but I... So it was more of a loved it? Loved it? <laughs> no, well, I there's a few things I had to kind of turn my brain off. Because they, they kind of went, went backwards on a few things. Um, but whatever. I'm not thrilled that they that they um, jar-jarred Rose. But 
Hmm. It, it's an ending to a nine-film trilogy. Nine-film ninology. Ninology? Nin- I'm, yeah. I'm naming it ninology. Ninology. Uh, and I thought... I thought it was good. It, it it was entertaining, and the ending had me crying. So yeah, you know, bringing back the surprise return of Harrison Ford, bringing back uh, Luke Skywalker, and you know, Carrie Fisher's final scenes as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't thrilled about a lot of the choices. Um, apparently, what's his name wanted to tell her that he was feeling the Force and not. You know, her love or whatever. Okay, J.J. Abrams. I wish you had made that fucking clear. You asshole. But it was a, it was a good movie. That and movie wasn't... Um, I'm sorry, I thought you were done. Continue. That's it. Oh, I it didn't make my top ten. I When we were reviewing it, the main thing that I was saying over and over again was it left me asking more questions than giving me the answers and then it added more questions on top of the questions that i had carrying from the second movie welcome to the star wars uh universe oh my god and it was just so frustrating and it it just left me leaving the theater with a sour taste in my mouth like it was good the movie was good but you know i just left you know kicking rocks and grumbling grumbling i understand yeah but i guess so my number one, or your number one film. Yes, My that's right. number one film? I'm just so excited. <laughs> I have a weird feeling we have the same one, since you didn't have it on, on your one, 9 through 10, or 9 through 2. Mm, we'll see. What is 10 it? 10 through 2. 10 through 2? Us! Woohoo! Us kicked my ass. Uh, it was an original story um, from Keenan Peel. Yeah. Uh, and he's just freaking on fire. What was the other one that he did? Uh, the one before Get Out. Get Out. Damn. Yeah. This movie going going into it, you don't you just don't know what to expect. Oh my gosh. I, okay. The the whole people underground walking around thing was hokey. Fine. Yeah. Put that out of your mind. The, the movie's awesome. It was it was just fun. Fun. It was a fun movie. It was a really great movie, but it's not my number one. What? It didn't even make your top ten? No. I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> I loved the movie. It was really good. It was really close on my top ten, um, but it just didn't... I don't know why I didn't like it. I guess the whole uh, plot twist uh, was... You saw coming, but you can't. you can't be mad that you saw a plot twist coming. You know, if you're expecting a plot twist, everything goes. I wasn't. You originally told me that you were expecting that. No, when we first saw it, when when the girl gets caught at the at the beginning of the movie, I said this is the plot twist, but not not that I was going in expecting a plot twist or anything like this. It's a Keenan Keenan Peel movie. So he's the new M Night Shyamalan, apparently. <laughs> he's killing it. Uh, no, and I agree with you with that. I feel like he's really up there, and he deserves all the respect that and recognition that he he needs and he deserves. Such a great movie and such a great uh, Halloween horror house. Oh yeah, the house was freaking amazing. I just wish we were there when Lupita Nyong'o was there. What? That would have been amazing. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great movie. I think for me, it was just predictable. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. And 
What was? You, wait, let me see if I can guess. Can I, can I try and guess? Yeah, go for it. Let me see. You already said Endgame, right? And Joker. Yeah. It ain't after the wedding. I don't think. I'd be. I would, it's after the wedding. Yes. My number one movie for 2019. Oh is my god. After the wedding. See now that was a plot twist I wasn't expecting. That's a great plot twist. That you chose after the wedding? No, that I didn't. Know. <laughs> well, yeah, technically. Yeah. <laughs> that was that's that's surprising. No, no, it was a great movie. Um, Michelle Williams, Julianne Moore. The direction that they took it, the director, the cinematography, the writing, the acting. For me, it was the complete and total package of a film. I absolutely loved it, and I'm glad that we rented it. And like you said, when you were reviewing it in your top 10, I wish we could have seen it in, in the theater. Um, all, all the cast was the whole cast was was absolutely stunning and they played well with each other and again that's that's a twist that i didn't see coming at all yeah it, no it was a fantastic even when movie. it was in our face yeah. we're like what the fuck is going on like what is this intriguing edge of your seat um crazy I, I loved it. And I don't, you know, it's not getting any Oscar buzz, unfortunately. I think that both Julianne Moore shame. and Michelle Williams it's a deserve shame. it. Uh, but I don't know why that doesn't work out sometimes. Sometimes it's just, it just doesn't work out. But no, it was a great movie. <laughs> You're shocked? I, yeah. I'm like, after the wedding didn't make your top ten, I thought you really liked it. Oh, I loved one. it. Okay. All right, I awesome. loved it. So it's a great a great couple list. You had Midsummer and Lighthouse, which I did not have, and I think I had a few that you didn't have. Us and Star Wars, Star Wars, Aladdin, Aladdin X Men, Dark Phoenix, and X Men Dark Phoenix. All right, um, it's very My list. worst film of 2019 that we saw was Dumbo. Dumbo was awful. Dumbo was just a disaster. And it was like a story on top of Dumbo's story that wasn't unnecessary that wasn't necessary at all. And let me let me again say, why did this three hundred thousand dollar or three hundred million making movie get fast tracked for a sequel, yet Aladdin got over a billion and they're shuffling their feet over it? I know there's a script being written, but there was a script being written for uh, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, supposedly. Look on IMDb. IMDb. And not only that, the white guy got a spinoff. Like, with all that money. I know. Something. It's it's silly. (laughs) It is. It is silly. I agree. I I don't understand it. I will not be seeing Dumbo 2. (laughs) <laughs> unless you know, unless they put an actor or actress that I really like in it, um, but I have no desire. I'm, I was very disappointed. Me neither. Me, I uh, know. I, I, I was you as well. Me as well. Okay. So we are going to talk about our top albums of 2019, and this should be uh, more of a a mix. We're only doing five, but we don't. Uh, obviously, for movies, we see most of the same movies together. Yeah. Um, for music, we don't necessarily have the exact same music taste, so there should be, there won't be a lot of repeats, I don't think. No, and I only have four 
because I'm the type of person that listens to the same 12 songs over and over again. <laughs> so, but I, th- they're all new people and they have been added to my playlist. So it is growing. They're all new? Uh, new albums, I guess. Oh, from this past year. Obviously, because that's what we're oh, reviewing. Gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess since you don't have a number five, I will start with number five. Go. Uh, Still On My Mind by Dido. Fantastic album. Uh, I would say it's probably one of her best in in out of her recent albums. Uh, very upbeat. It's uh, probably my go-to or one of my go-to workout albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out her song Friends. Very cool. Uh, there's a few other songs. I'll think about them in a minute. Um, all right. Should I go straight to four or do you want to go with four? Since you didn't have a five. Uh, my number four is Bat for Lashes. Okay. Lost Girls. Sweet. I like the 80s vibe to it, but not the fact that she oversynthesized everything. I think that she actually used real instruments uh, instead of synthesizers. But she made it sound like it. Like, uh, yeah. One song from the album I recommend is Vampire. It has an amazing sax solo. And it, uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, instrumental. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's awesome. I loved it. I liked the, um, the cool of it, the relaxation of the album. It's one of these albums where you can just listen to it on a night while you're driving with the windows down and just feeling the vibe. And that's what I, I get when listening to this, you know. Yeah, that's a fantastic album. album. All right. Your number. Th- oh, my number four. Uh, my number four, and by the way, uh, Hurricanes by Dido as well from that album is fantastic. Cool, cool. My number four, let me get the album up so I can recommend songs as well, uh, was Wasteland Baby by Hosier. His second album, the sophomore release, uh, didn't get any Grammy love, neither did Dido. Um, he released a... I think it's called EP, a four-song EP with the lead I remember. single called Nina Cried Power, which is very powerful, with uh, featuring Mavis Stable, Sta- Staples, who I thought was uh, on Mass Singer during the first season. Yes, yes. And it was not her. Uh, fantastic second album. Uh, I don't really listen to radio, so I don't know if it's getting any airplay. I, I don't read, listen to radio either. I I'm read somewhere sure. that he is the most played triple A artist. I don't know what that means. Uh, but check out the songs. Uh, like I said, Nina Cry Power. Almost, in quotation, sweet music. Kicks my ass. I can... It's one of those songs that... Um, that I, I sing along to. You know what I mean? That you just... It's kind of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Movement. His voice sounds amazing very very sleek very sexy my third number three uh britney howard with the album jamie britney howard is the lead the lead singer of the grammy award-winning band uh alabama shakes uh she has a album that was released it's her first album and it's named after her sister although the song doesn't, or her album doesn't talk about her her sister. 
it takes you more into her life as a child growing up, especially as a biracial child. Hmm. Uh, great songs that I recommend is Goathead, where she talks about that, specifically how she struggles with her identity and because her parents are in a interracial relationship, somebody put a goat head in back of her dad's car. Oh my god. Uh but as a groovy beat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and I I really liked it. It's it's an amazing soulful soulful album that I, I highly recommend as well. Awesome. Uh, I heard a little little bit of it. You played a little bit, and it's it's very much her. You yes. know what I mean? It has that that uh, that sound of her band. What's the name of the band again? Alabama Shakes. Alabama Shakes. Uh, and I like it. I like what I heard. Uh, my number three is actually a Grammy-nominated album. Uh, Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend. Oh, okay. You thought I was going somewhere else, didn't you? Maybe, yeah. Uh, it's, we, we saw like sort of, oh, an interview with him on YouTube the other day. And it, it was interesting to see how much thought he puts into making yes. albums and making songs. Uh, and it's a very well put together album. I think you, you, you said that it kind of has like the beginning to an end of a relationship. That's what I get from it. Yes. Uh, I love it. Uh, Harmony Hall's amazing. Holds you now. Um, the opening track is very unique, and I, I like it a lot. Um, and I would also recommend Twenty Twenty One. Very chill. Yeah, and that's a short song. Very short. just like Florence and the Machines. No choir yep. is also a very short song. Yep. Uh, my number two is Lizzo. Okay. Lizzo's album completely blew me away. And you are the one who told me not to listen to it, but you just wanted to listen to it as well out of curiosity because of this list that we're doing. Well, not because of the list. I We saw her on SNL and I'm like, you know, this isn't the kind of music that I was expecting from from her, I guess. Because you hear about these pop artists and it's pop. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain pop. Popular, pop is popular, you know what I mean? So any artist, any genre can be pop, I guess. But it's almost kind of like an alternative R&B. Like, uh, if Vampire Weekend is alternative rock, this would be an alternative R&B, I guess. Correct, yeah. Um, And I was curious, and I got my three-month subscription to, or free subscription to Spotify, and I'm like, well, all right, I'll give it a shot. And the first song... Uh, blew me away. Her voice is amazing. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking more about yours than you Oh, are. no. You're basically saying what I love about it, uh, especially just... her first song. It, she has such an amazing, an amazing voice. And I like how her album talks about self-respect and, and, you know, not allowing men or other people put you down that, that, no matter what, you have that confident, and the way that she writes, if if she's even writing any of her songs, um, she is. Oh, she is. Yeah. Great. That's even um, amazing. The the song is "Cause I Love You." Mm-hmm. The other uh, song I want to recommend in that uh, 
in that album is Jerome. Jerome is such a beautiful song. Uh, again, well-written. It has that that esque of Erica Badu's Tyrone and the Beyonce's To the Left and the Rihanna, uh, whatever that song that Rihanna does where she tells the guy that she needs to get the fuck out. Uh, but it's in that type of thing. But kudos to Lizzo. I have a lot more mad respect uh, for you than than before. And I hope that she doesn't just become a one-hit wonder or she fizzles away. Because that's what happens when you have like these huge songs, these huge summer songs, that they become so big that it actually implodes the person. Yeah. Uh, look at uh, Gautier. Uh, um, he's, he's the most recent one yeah. that I can remember, or the Gangnam Style. They were never meant to be anything other than. I'm so I'm so glad that's that phase is over. Yeah, we took that Gangnam Style shit and stretched it out. And it was it was so funny. Like I remember, like New Year's Day. I think everyone had a collective. Let's leave Gangnam Style to last year, and it was never played again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it was right. awesome. My number two uh, was Lost Girls by Bat for Lashes. Wow. A fantastic album. Uh, I think I this is another one I turned you on for. Yes. I said, wow, this is kind of freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, but Chris was the one who originally turned to, you on to Bat for Lashes. And but that just that one song. Yeah, and but that, I that's didn't a fantastic know you, song. you were like a fan fan of her. Uh, I had listened to her on and off, and when I had Rap City, I kind of listened to her albums, and then you know, you know how I am. Yeah, I, I heard her. I forget the name of the album at the moment. Um, I can see the something gold. No, not not. I mean, that's a great album. Oh. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna look it up. And in the meantime, that. We're going to talk about... It was The Haunted Man. The Haunted Man. <laughs> and that, and that, ha- that has the song All Your Gold. And Horses of Sun, Laura... All Your oh Gold is a good, but a good song. Back to Lost Girls. It has that 80s vibe. It's it's like she sat down and she wanted to, to make art, not just music. And it's it's a very listenable album. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, Kids in the Dark, the first single was awesome. Uh, Feel for You. Um, I like Kids in ass. the Dark. So Good is amazing. And the final song, Mountains. I mean, the, from beginning to end, it's amazing. But those are the, the, the final song, Fa- Mountains. Those are the songs that kind of stand out for me. Uh, if you want to download those, check them out. They're on both of our lists. Was for Van- sure. Did, do you have Vampire Weekend on your list? That's my number one. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) All right, so what's your number one? My number one is Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride. I grew this year to absolutely love this uh, band uh, from the beginning of the year when we saw them in concert. Uh, Not the beginning of the year, around September, because that's when we started the... the No. March. March? Was it? Wait, when did Mm. we see Vampire Weekend? I want to say it was around September because it was for your birthday. Oh, shit. What am I thinking? Oh, we saw Lady Gaga in March. In or June. February or 
It was June. Because we went for my birthday. <laughs> All right. That's how we, wow. that's when we go to see concerts on our birthdays. Um, so, number one, Vampire Weekend. It oh is. God, I just realized we're seeing Alanis Morissette two days before your birthday. Yeah. When's Brenda's birthday? It's in June as well, right? Yeah, I just don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's for, for both of your birthdays. It's going to be amazing. Sorry. Um, so, Father of the Bride. It's well written. It's beautifully told from a story. Each al- each song has a story. And together it makes a fluid story about, for me, how I interpret it is the beginning, the rise, and the fall, and the end of a relationship. At first, I wasn't too thrilled about having the female uh, singer sing in it, but I grew to like it. It's fantastic. I really recommend it. Um, I hope we we see them soon. Songs that I like to recommend is 2021, Flower Moon, Harmony Hall, um, and J- New York, Jerusalem, Berlin. All right. And I would like to add that I kind of love that they added a female voice to it. You know, she's not a, a co-lead singer. She just comes in every once in a while. Uh, and they're mixing it up a little bit. They're not changing their sound so much, but they're adding to their sound, and uh, I, which I like a lot. I, I love their sound, which I recently found out they were considered Baroque pop. Yeah, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, I, I'm glad I there's a name to it. Um, but again, like I grew to like her because in order for them to tell this story, they needed to bring the... Uh, a female singer too. I, I really wish I can think of her name because I don't want to be rude by calling her just the female, uh, but the female singer mm-hmm. um, singing her, the parts that she needs to sing in order to tell this story. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend this, this album as the top album of 2019. So we had two that we, we agreed with. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And my number one, bum, 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 bum. in the end, by the Cranberries. <laughs> who, who didn't see that one coming? No. And, well, okay, it's literally my last chance that I will ever get to put a Cranberries in my top anything. An original Cranberries album, anyways. Uh, and it really is a solid album. Uh I've said, you know, I've said in the past, it wasn't meant to be their final album. And she had written a lot of these lyrics about the end of her marriage. So there is finality to it. Um, Yeah. And the band has said that they didn't, they weren't sure if they wanted to go in and do this album. Uh, And Stephen Street, the... um, the producer who did their first two albums and I think Wake Up and Smell the Coffee and Roses as well, he told them, go in now, like two months after she passed away, come in now so the emotion is there. So it's going to be hard, but it'll be important for for the art and for as a memorial to Dolores, I guess. Um, and they said that the, if they hadn't done it, then they probably never would have gone back and done it. Mm. Um, and it's Grammy nominated. BTW. Woo! Hey, the the album is a very sweet and soft album. It's a very well put together one. 
Uh, standout tracks for me, uh, Catch Me If You Can is amazing. It's very much, if you liked her solo stuff, it's very piano driven. Uh, Illusion is amazing. Uh, I like that song, Illusion. A Place I Know is probably one of her best lyrical songs. And, you know, I, I love them, but she didn't always have the best lyrics in the world. But my God, and it's one of those songs that I didn't like at first until I actually sat down and read the lyrics and realized what she was talking about. Uh, talking about, you know, basically likely losing custody of her kids and um, saying, I, you know, I can't be there for you, um, but I'm still your mother and I love you type thing. Mm. If, listen to that song. That's read so the lyrics. Nice. Uh God, this this album kicks my ass. It does. And I think one of the reviews I read said, um, if you look at like the first lyrics of the very first Cranberries album, it's, uh, I'm not ready for this, though I thought I would be. I can't see the future, though I thought I could see. Mm-hmm. And then the last lyrics on their very last album is, isn't it strange how everything you wanted is nothing like you wanted in the end. And it's Aww. it's an amazing book end to to um, the band to the band yeah that's and beautiful it, like I I'm thrilled that it's nominated for a Grammy uh, it's also the only uh, female uh, vocalist in that category this year mm-hmm. which I understand they they don't really have a lot of female vocalists in that category there might be like a handful over the last decade so yeah. That's fantastic. Good for them. That's awesome. I'm glad for them that they were nominated. Um, all right. So that's our top. top. Do you have any honorable mentions? For albums? Yeah. Tank of the Bangas. And Tank of the Bangas was one of my honorable mentions as well. Uh, the, the only thing is it's hard. It, the spoken word is a little distracting. Yeah. And I know that that's their shtick. Not their shtick, but that's what they do. But it's... It takes away from, I guess, a musical album for me. I, that's that's why as well. I think they're the band is great, uh, and she's a fantastic singer. Uh, but it's exactly how you put it. It kind of takes away like the musical aspect of an album away from it. Um, but she does a great job blending it together. Yeah. Ready for some six degrees of separation? Another honorable mention for oh. me. <laughs> Hold your horses. Uh, <laughs> was Amanda Palmer? Uh, don't don't roll your eyes. Good lord. And and this is and this is why she like it's it's an amazing album. It's called uh, Amanda Palmer's. There will be no intermission. The thing that why it didn't make my top five or go any higher is because it isn't very listenable. I guess like. You can tell that she put her heart in it and it's art. And if if I was judging just by art, then she would have probably gotten number one. But I don't want to re-listen to this album over and over and over again and pop it in and, you know, listen to the voicemail for, for Jill. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a fantastic song, but... And I, I, and I love the message that she's putting forward, but it's not listenable I, repeatable you know what I, I mean? don't think it's it's listenable I don't like 
how she, not sh- how she sings. I just don't like the there, there's like few, the storytelling. There's type. a few songs that that don't have um, hooks. I guess it's just. I was going to the store and then I bought a soda. Then I went into my car and then I went to the store. And it just it just goes on. And there's there's like a ten minute song like that, literally. And I don't recommend that song. But she has the song. And you you like this song? Drowning in the sound is amazing. And Machete is another amazing song. And Judy Bloom is awesome. And it's it's pretty funny. I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but you know, whatever. I it's on my honorable mentions. Uh, it's art. All right, moving on. Want to play Six Degrees of Separation? One more honorable mention. No, I want to play Six Degrees of Separation. Sweet. So I'm gonna give you. Okay, Tom Hardy and Elijah Eliza Dushku. Sorry about that. I, I thought you were going to say Elijah Wood. <laughs> that would have been easy. Wait, would it have been? Um, all right. Okay, actually, that's pretty easy. Uh, Tom Hardy was in Venom with Michelle Williams. Uh, Michelle Williams was in Halloween H2O with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in True Lies with Eliza Dishku. Wow, that's awesome. And our fact of the week is in the movie Shazam, the doll from the movie Annabelle makes a cameo in a pawn shop scene. The director of Shazam is the director of Annabelle, and he used that as a nod to his movie. Ah. And that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. It belongs to the doll Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) It does. Ew, creepy. She belongs to herself. It's well, yeah, because she's like the fact, not her, her own independent doll. She needs nobody to tell her anything, but whatever. So we have come to the end of <laughs> our very first episode of 2020. Can you believe that it's it's a second year? Awesome. Or something. This yeah. is episode 18 or 19? This is episode 18. Right, I want to celebrate when we hit 20. Woo-hoo. We want to thank you guys, our listeners, to staying tuned with us all through 2019. And we hope you stick with us all through 2020 and beyond. Don't forget to follow us on Press Play AR on Instagram. And, you know, send us an email at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two at gmail.com. Although we would prefer you, you know, contact us through social media. Yeah. As so you, or so you <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you so much again for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Happy New Year. I'm Riz. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>